The In Focus Up Close with Presbyopia podcast has been sponsored by Allergan and AbbVie Company. The presenters are paid consultants. Hello, everyone. This is April Jasper, Chief Optometric Editor of Optometric Management Magazine. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the In Focus Up Close with Presbyopia podcast series. Today, I'm excited to have a good friend of mine, Dr. Harry Lansaw of Lansaw Eye Care, which is located, I know you're all gonna be jealous, in the Florida Keys. So Dr. Lansaw, we are so excited to have you on the podcast today. Can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your practice? Yes, um, it's great talking to you, April. We've known each other for quite a long time. Um, Luckily, April kind of invited us to her family since my wife and I, who's the other OD in our practice, um, we both went to Southern um, in Memphis and then we practice in Dallas, Texas. And after 9-11, my wife wanted to be back in South Florida where she's from. And it just happened that we took over a year old practice in the Florida Keys, just south of Key Largo in 2002 um, and we grew that practice to where it is now um, we've made it about five times larger than what it was when we took it over um, at the same time our population is reduced by like 10 percent so it's been a little bit challenging but a lot of fun being in the florida keys um, we also i do a little bit of lecturing um, nothing like april does um, but it's been great to be welcomed into the florida family by April and, and all of her Nova crew. Yeah, you, you guys are awesome, Harry. We love uh, not just your friendship, but what you do in, in the world of optometry to kind of encourage all of us to continue to do what's best for our patients. And you know, where you are, your location, the patient base you have is just perfect for our conversation today. So in today's podcast, we're going to discuss challenges facing presbyopia patients that are beyond the condition and what practitioners can do to help. So I know that sounds like a lot, it is, but I wanna to try to bring a different spin or a different thought process to the conversation. So let's go ahead and get started. So Harry, the first question I have for you is how challenging do you think presbyopia is to your patients? Well, it's definitely challenging because it's it's kind of um, the first system in our body that really shows our age um, and yeah. kind of smacks <laughs> us across the face. Uh, like, uh, okay, you're you're not 20 anymore. Um, I look at it more as a proactive um, approach where it, patients, you know, in their mid thirties, I start talking to them about, you know, this is going to be happening, you know, anywhere between 35 to 47. Don't worry, we've got ways to treat it when it happens. Um, but, you know, a big chunk of the patients come in, their first exam is when they're already in the midst of presbyopia and they're like, what in the world is happening to me? Um, so it definitely yeah. is a challenge. Um, where we are, I think, Monroe County, where the Florida Keys is, is the oldest average age county in the United States. So we deal with this quite a bit. I did not know that, but I'm not surprised. It's a great place to retire. And, uh, you know, if, if when you guys go visit Harry at his practice there, you'll uh, see how beautiful the area is. But uh, obviously, one of the things people like to do the most there, I would think, is to fish and to scuba dive, things like that, all of which require reading vision. 
And so, you know, I guess when they come in to see you, Harry, and like you said, sometimes these people have never worn anything but sunglasses for their eyes before. And so this whole problem of seeing close up is brand new. What do you see as some of the challenges that occur as a result of presbyopia? So, you know, what are they thinking? What's going through their mind and, and what are they uh, concerned about? So my patients that, you know, I've been seeing for a while already have a refractive issue or something. I've, I've already prepared them for what was about to happen. Um, so they're like, okay, this is happening. So I need to go talk to Dr. Lansall. So they talked to me <laughs> and we talked about the different options. Um, the big shocker though, is for those patients that are pre-existing is the financial aspect of it from going from non-multifocal contacts to multifocal contacts um, or going from single vision lenses or even you know relaxing anti-fatigue eyes and lenses to uh, progressives i mean that's a big shift in the in the fee um, and even if you're looking at the surgical option of it um, doing multifocal IOLs compared to LASIK, it's a, it's way different cost-wise. Um, so that's something, you know, that they, probably the biggest thing I see on the pre-existing patients. Um, on the patients right. that is their first exam, they've been used to buying non-prescription sunglasses and all of a sudden, holy cow, that's a huge jump. Um, so utilizing things like care credit to make it a little bit easier um, or if they have their vision plan, maximizing that, um, talking about some different options with that, um, really makes a big difference and helps a lot. But that's probably in my practice where I see the biggest issue is it's such a big leap for either pre-existing patients or new patients from what they've been purchasing prior to that. Right, yeah, you know, we've not talked about that before in this podcast series, but you're right. I, when you change from either only wearing sunglasses or basically no glasses at all for vision to all of a sudden you jump into the options for presbyopia. It definitely is a, an increase in cost. And for some patients, the reaction is not necessarily what we want to see when they are given those choices. So yeah, I, I can I can see that and definitely another challenge that we have to deal with. And so I think that we both agree more options are gonna be better for these patients. So what do you see now with your current patients? And I guess we have two groups of patients to talk about, like you said, the ones that are already wearing glasses and the ones that are not, but how are they dealing with presbyopia? And you can take that wherever you want. So how are they dealing with it as far as what do they do now to try to fix it? And also how do they deal with it? Meaning what is their reaction to it? So my existing patients um they start having the symptoms fatigue or blurred vision up close or um headaches um and so they know okay dr lancel told me this is going to happen i need to tell him they come in and then we talk to him about the options um you know going from single vision to progressive lenses um or going from single vision contact lenses to multifocal contacts. Um, and, you know, that, that's not as big of a transition. Um, you know, we have them try that out with the contacts and, you know, have it that day. Uh, we're a big dailies, little 80% of our patients are in dailies and, 
we have, gosh, what is it? Like 55% of our patients are in multifocal contacts. Um, so, you know, daily multifocals, you know, it's a little bit of a price. Um, so, you know, utilizing avenues with, you know, care credit to help make it a little bit easier to chew. Um, and, and then bringing it back to like, concept, we're, we're programmed now. Apple has done such an awesome job of, we expect to spend a thousand to $1,500 on a phone almost every two years. And we need to get our patients trained that way in the presbyopic field <laughs> with yeah. expecting that's where they need to be at. Um, and the first time it is definitely a, a shocker. Um, and after a while, and I, I let them know, like typically, especially in the beginning 40s, we're probably gonna have to change every year and bump that up and, and it slows down later on. Um, but letting them understand that they need, well, at least need new lenses um, every year in the early part of the 40s with their glasses. Um, and let me know if it happens before then. Occasionally it does, but not very often. Um, but it, it's going to change pretty regularly. Um, so having that financial financial discussion and options that make it where it fits their ability, like the phone right. companies or the cell phone companies have, like, okay, here's how we can break it down to monthly, um, is definitely a, a way to go and make it, makes it oh. easier. Yeah, absolutely. And you bring up the fact that people are willing to pay for options that really satisfy their needs or, or fulfill what their expectations are. And I think many times for us, it's a matter of helping our patients to see how the solution that we have for them really does <clears throat> take care of that challenge that they're having. So when you talk to them, Dr. Lansaw, about these options, do you find that they feel better about it once they leave you. Now, I'm not talking about the money piece. I get that it's gonna take some time for people to see the value, but do you find that once they have been able to try these options that you've given them, whatever it might be, that it does create a different attitude or uh, feeling in them about presbyopia? And I would say, I wouldn't say they leave, you know, dancing and joyful uh yeah. i would say they leave it with acceptance and okay this is what we're gonna have to do you know if we're in glasses you know we need to do progressives um light adaptive and an everyday pair and then in the keys you do polarized pair when they're out on the water either you know going from restaurant to restaurant sandbar chilling or fishing or diving or all that stuff and um yeah. here here we go here's how we need to update that um you know, as these fun um, age-defying things that happen to us, um, <laughs> I don't know if there's, I mean, I, it would be really interesting to see, it brings up an interesting thought, you know, are patients happy and joyful if they have to get Botox um, and going <laughs> and getting that? Um, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, I hear you. Uh, I hear at the point of acceptance when they're leaving. When they understand, okay, right. we can fix this. We can deal with this. Um, I would love it if we could get them to a point where they're, I, I would say our contact lens patients are a little bit, because we can do it immediately. They have immediate right. gratification um, with how well it sees. 
at least you know 90% of the way there. They might have to take a couple of days to adapt to it, but they have a better idea. Okay, this is better than when I came in. Right. No, I agree with you. I think the ability to be able to I, that is definitely, so let me let me go back and say it, I'll finish that. The ability to give patients the instant awareness of how much we can make a difference for them is huge because they come in upset, they come in concerned. Even the ones, I love how you brought that up, even the ones that come in wearing glasses and that's all that they've had. They've already had presbyopia, they've been wearing glasses and now you put them into a multifocal contact lens and their whole life is changed. Those are the ones, to your point, that might leave excited and happy and thrilled that a new option has been given to them. I agree with you. I think that most challenging patients in order in an effort to make them happy, the most challenging ones are those patients that come in having never worn glasses and now all of a sudden they look at you like, what, I, you can't fix this? So I, I think, to your point, I would love to see a day when we have more options and we can give people more instant gratification, instant, you know, vision, I guess, so to speak, so that when they leave, they feel so much better right away about what's going on. But you know what, I'm gonna ask you another question because you brought it up, Dr. Lansaw, and that is, do you find that most of your patients utilize more than one type of correction without going into specifics, but more than one type of correction for presbyopia? Oh, most definitely. I, I mean, okay. ideal world, um, you know, I talk to patients, especially anyone that puts, that if they spend more than an hour a day um, on a desktop computer in an ideal world that they would have a everyday pair that's light adaptive, a polarized pair, and then a computer task oriented pair. Um, and I talked to them about those options. Now, sometimes some of the patients we work it out where, you know, we update one each year. If they're changing more frequently, we might have to update two and then kind of alternating those. Um, you know, the multi the, task-oriented, unless there's a significant change, that one definitely can go, you know, every other year. Um, but, you know, with, with the patients that you were talking about that come in not wearing anything, the digital foropter definitely makes it a little bit easier where we can show them kind of more instantaneously, this is what you're going to be able to do with your glasses. So it, it, That's true. it gives a little bit of a interpretation of, okay, this is what you're seeing right now in the distance without anything. And this is what we're gonna get you seeing too. This is what you're seeing with your readers or nothing. And this is what your glasses are gonna be able to see. Um, yeah, that's a great and so it, it gets a, a, a taste of a little bit of gratification. But if if we can have a better, um, like our multifocal contacts walk out with that, yeah. that experience, oh, it'd be awesome. So I want to ask you, I know you see so many patients there and have, I'm sure, all kinds of stories. Do you happen to have an example of a patient that came in super depressed or challenged, I'll call the word challenged, <laughs> with presbyopia, and then how what you did for them made a difference for them? Oh, oh yeah. Um, one, she's, I've got this sweetheart patient who's really, you name it, she's gone through it. And at the same time, 
she's had everything happen to her. Um, you know, uh, a, her son um, committed suicide. They lost their house in a hurricane. All, all these things. Presbyopia hits at the same time. She's a teacher. She's got extreme dry eyes. You know, glasses aren't working great. We fit her in multifocal daily contacts. And she has wrote a letter to me in tears how much it has improved her life, um, which it, it, it's, you know, th those patients you've got to put and look at every day when you get something like that. Because we always try to, unfortunately, remember the ones that complain the most. And those are the ones that stick in our mind. But we've got to remind ourselves the ones that are just so grateful for what we do and how much we've oh, affected yeah. their life. That is so true. Uh, Harry, you are so right. It's easy to think about just the negative, and there's so few of them. I don't know why we all tend to do that. But uh, I know those patients, like the one you just described, would want for you and I to remember what we've done for them and also to understand that their challenges go beyond presbyopia. They have challenges in life, and presbyopia is just one more thing that adds to the list. And so whatever we can do to make their lives easier and helping them to manage it is uh, just going to be life-changing for them. Well, Harry, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. I know that you need to get back to work there in the Keys, but uh, we just thank you for being here with us. And thank you so much for being willing to share your uh, words of wisdom. It's always a pleasure talking to you, April. And thank you so much to our listeners for joining today's podcast. We hope you'll tune back in for future episodes of the In Focus Up Close with Presbyopia podcast series.